So we are here on the TOT cast and we have a very, very special guest. Uh, this is the first of which we hope is going to be uh, many guests for this series of the podcast that we're working on here. A lot of amateur and college uh, Canadian basketball players. And we have none other than Mississauga's very own O'Shea Brissett. O'Shea, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, join us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Anytime. So the first thing I, I definitely want to ask you above all else is, you know, you're you're a unique player. Okay, you're a guy that's you know you're standing six foot nine, and you're playing the wing. You don't see many guys doing that, even in this day and age when all the rage is the tall, lanky defender, the tall, lanky shooter sort of thing. Um, when you started playing basketball, first of all, what made you gravitate towards basketball in the first place? Uh, well, to start honestly, it was my older brother. He um, he was the first one that kind of started to get me into sports. Uh, he started off with basketball and soccer, and you know I was just playing soccer to start. But then, you know, his love for basketball grew, and you know, as a younger brother, you always want to do what your older brother does. Yeah. Is that Dijon by any chance? Yeah, yeah it is Dijon. Okay, now I have a question for you then, because I'm curious about this. Because uh, I saw you, you know, you're someone that you like to big up a lot of other people around you that are doing well, and Dijon's doing extremely well right now for the Richmond Spiders. Yeah. Now tell me, was football ever an option for you? Never. 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 I was always. <laughs> I was always the skinny, tall one, so... I mean, tight end, you're perfect tight end material, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My, my mom is kind of a mama's boy, so I stuck to basketball. So. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. So then, even with that being said, uh, did you ever consider track at all? Because I know he did extremely well in track, which I yeah, found he it did. strange. He chose a college that didn't have a track team. Yeah, he, he um, broke a couple records in Mississauga and also when he went to high school in Chicago. But um, track wasn't really my thing... Honestly, it was really just soccer and basketball that I stuck with. Yeah. Uh, did you hold on? Did you play for Mississauga North though? No. No. Uh, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, when you decided, like, what? When was your moment where you started kind of looking around and realizing that you had a special talent when it came to basketball? Was there any specific moment, or was it any grad gradual season for you that kind of came to you and said, you know, I'm actually pretty good at this? Um. Well, my first year at Finley, three four years ago. Wasn't really, you know, the best year that anyone could possibly have, but um. But you're at Finley. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I was also playing with guys who are in the NBA now, guys who are at high colleges right now. So yeah. I was I was a, I was 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, just a young kid on the team. But the next year, uh, I earned my starting spot. You know, fighting for it, working hard every day, and you know, throughout the season, I thought to myself, like, wow, if I could do this with all these high major players that are ranked and whatnot, then you know, maybe I should take it more seriously, and that's when I started. Okay, and when you were 15, were you, were you this tall, or was this kind of more of a, a uh, getting used to it? Uh, I definitely was not this tall. I was <laughs> I was always tall, but I wasn't wasn't this tall, especially down there, because those guys are huge. I oh, was yeah, playing, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was playing <laughs> shooting guard. Yeah, and that's kind of part of the reason why you've never really left that style of play for you, yeah. in a way, right? It's, it's always stuck with me. Yeah, so you're almost a little bit like a, I don't you know, given the given the growth spurt, you're kind of a little bit like an Anthony Davis in a sense because he was at one point playing point guard in mm. high school, yeah, and then literally one year later he he jumped what nine inches or something, something like, like that, that. <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So you still kind of keep a lot of that kind of wing mentality for you despite your size. Yeah, which, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's and which can only be something that's going to benefit. Yeah, for sure. right. Now, one of the other things though, I find I find it fascinating that you even brought that up because a lot of players will tell you, like I've asked that question to a few guys before, and they'll say, well, you know, like around grade eight or grade seven, you know, I kind of realized, you know, I'm pretty good at this sort of thing. But you, you're starting, like that already says a lot about you because 
you were already at probably the most sought after prep school in the, in the United States. Mm-hmm. So in, in that case, the world. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even until your second year there where you started thinking, yeah, you know what? This could be a real possibility. Where do you get that way of thinking from even? Um, just sticking with it, you know, for the first year, I definitely was not one of the, even close to being one of the top guys on the team. So, uh, those guys being, you know, my close friends, Kelly Uber, Rashad Vaughn, them going to the gym every night. So that kind of mentality to get better stuck with me from learning from those guys. So really my first year, I call it the learning year yeah. uh, for me. And then the second year, I definitely just applied what I learned from those guys. Yeah. Now, how did even Philly Prep come into conversation in the first place? What school were you supposed to go to if you had stayed in Mississauga? If I stayed, actually, I moved to Pickering oh, okay. before I left. And I was, I was at J. Clark Richardson. Okay. And then so shout uh, out to Jay Clark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to them. And uh, my my close friend, close friend, uh, Justin Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He went to Finley first, and then they had an extra spot on the team, and they asked Justin, "Is like, who's a you know a good kid?" And then shout out to him. He recommended my name. So we have Justin Jackson to thank. Yeah. Partially for O'Shea Brissett right now. Definitely. I thank <laughs> him. Thank him all the time. He's definitely like a, a big brother role model to me. I look up to him uh, for so long now. And, I just respect everything he did. What was that first day like, even? Because I can imagine. Did you know anything about Finley Prep before? Nothing at all, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I remember my first day like it was yesterday. I remember. Uh, yeah, talk to us about that. We got to the house, me and my mom, and uh, obviously we had a tour of you know the campus and everything around Vegas. But when my mom left, I remember it was me, Derek Thornton, uh, Jonah Bolden, Dylan Brooks, yeah, Brooks, Rashad Vaughn. I think that was it. Yeah, we were in the house, and um, we are just all cracking jokes around the table, and it was probably the funniest night ever because those <laughs> guys are just hilarious. And They went outside, and they raced each other, and they are just dissing each other. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of – it was just crazy. And then the next morning, we had to wake up at, like, 5 for running. So <laughs> oh I got gosh. right into it because I, I missed, I missed like, two weeks, and, you know, that's the first – that's preseason when you get there. So it's yeah. all running and all that. So the next morning, I, I had to wake up and run those sprints on the field. So yeah. I'll, I'll never forget that first first day. <laughs> now, do you have any fond memories? Like, because your your high school career is almost coming to an end now, right? Uh, was there any specific tournament or any person you matched up against that really kind of you look back on now, seeing as your career is almost complete in the high school level, and say, you know what, that was that was awesome. That was that was one that I'll never forget. Um, not really. To be honest, my whole Finley career, I've never been the uh, top guy. Yeah. So I've never been. Oh, it's O'Shea Brissett versus so and so at yeah, a game. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So I've never there hasn't really been a matchup like that. But there's definitely games that we go into that are crazy. We played at uh, Athletes Institute last year on TV, and um, I was guarding Son. Yeah. So that was probably I could say that was probably the the best type game that I that I can remember me matching with someone. When you get a chance to see what he's now doing in the league, he literally he just nearly broke Twitter again by dropping another guy on Anderson. Yeah. Like, when you see those kind of players and you see that kind of stuff, you were at Finley Prep at the time when you faced them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's actually, it's a good lead into the next question, the next kind of series of questions I have for you mm-hmm. anyway, is that, you know, you finished, you finished your, your, your end, this is your post-grad year. Mm-hmm. What made you decide that you wanted to be a part of Athlete Institute? Because, first of all, did also, second question as well, did you happen to talk to Jalen Poyser about it at all? Because he's somebody who went through almost the exact same thing you just did. Um, I didn't really know what college I wanted to go to and what I what I was really looking for. 
And Coach Tony being, you know, such a great person that he is, he told me to come here and get another year to develop and get the college that you want. So that I, as soon as he told me that, I took that that offer and came here and just to just to get better with such a great facility and great people around here. Um, and no, I actually haven't talked to Jalen about coming through here at all. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, not really. Yeah, no. Did you did you ever did you ever talk to him at all that much in friendly prep, or is it like because I know there's clicks on teams. There's you know we know how the how the culture kind of goes, but yeah, did you ever have any conversations no. with him? Because when I was there, he wasn't there. Okay. Um, but yeah. when he was at UNLV, I went to a couple games and we yeah. chilled after the game and stuff like that. But yeah, that was pretty much it. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. So yeah, so now going into this year, I mean, see, this is now all starting to make a lot more sense to me because, and this is why I really wanted to have this conversation with you, is because I didn't know much about you before you came here, right? I knew you were Finley Prep. I knew that you were, you know, you had your you had your mixtapes, you had your highlights and stuff like that. But like, there was not a lot of buzz around you. But now it seems like. And I think that kind of make that kind of speaks more towards your experience now that you're talking about it because you weren't always you were never the guy in Finley Prep you were never the guy that was really considered oh watch out for him because there's so many other NBA talent prospects sitting on that team yeah so how is do you think all of that was a good tra- was a great transition for you now kind of being the man on AI Prep quote unquote <laughs> uh, definitely because I seen what those guys have to go through day in and day out the the interviews the calls the college coaches coming in so seeing stuff like that it just motivates me i remember one night um coach tomizo and coach cow were both in the gym at the same time for practice watching pj a close friend of mine so yeah stuff like that just crazy and the year before coach k was in there watching Derek thornton so stuff like that motivated me to where like you know i want this to happen to me i want coaches to reach out to me i want this type of love because, you know, that's what I'm working for. Yeah. With that being said, what exactly made you feel like Syracuse was the right fit for you? Um, over the past couple of months, I got a close relationship with them, the coaches. And, um, you know, you can't go wrong with Syracuse. Coach Beheim and Coach Red were both sitting right here talking to me and my mom and Coach Tony and Coach Chris, you know, saying how highly they think of me and hearing stuff like that from a Hall of Fame coach. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. And um, Syracuse being the program that is, it's hard to turn down something like that. Mm-hmm. How close it is to home, it's the easy drive for my parents to come. And That's stuff like true. that you have to put into account to, for your college. And there's about 40,000 people watching you play basketball yeah. every night. Yeah. <laughs> and especially that can't hurt. next year, supposedly, every game is supposed to be sold out because it's Coach Beheim's last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, gotta, you get to be a part of that too? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, okay, I guess that kind of... That that it makes it almost a bit of an easier decision than most most situations. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, everyone's everyone's excited, you know, want to see what he could do next year. So, me going and I definitely want to help him have a good year. Yeah, good last year. You so you decide, you know, Syracuse is going to be the right fit for you. You know, you made you make the decision, you make it on national TV of all things, and of course you do it right next to a Syracuse alumni, Leo yeah. Routens. You know, I, I I actually had a laugh about that because he was when you decided to make the decision. Now, I personally had a laugh about this because. Leo Rounds is sitting right next to you. Yeah. So, what were you? What what school were you really gonna choose besides yeah. Syracuse with right. sitting right next to you? Yeah, and everyone knew that they were in my top four, so yeah, that's kind of yeah, <laughs> right. No, but I, I loved it. I loved the idea of just getting it out there. And you know, he had some kind words to say about you the previous game. He had a little, he, he had a little montage in the half halftime for you, which I think was was really big of him to do that. Yeah. Um, but um, with all of that being said, now that you are committed to Syracuse you know where you're going to be going you know where your future is laid out for you 
with all of that even being said, and given the kind of attention you're now kind of getting here in not just the OSBAs, but across North America, I mean, ESPN right now has your ra- a grade of 81 four-star recruit, right? I mean, that's and that's saying something considering the fact that a lot of these guys outside of Jamal Murray weren't getting that kind of exposure even from ESPN a few years ago, yeah. right? So with that, all of that being said, um, was there ever an I was there ever a time where you were even because you're in your post postgraduate year now? So mm-hmm. we all know what Thon did. Yeah. Was there ever a thought? Was there ever even a consideration about maybe I should look at maybe a professional route and get paid right now while I'm still while I'm still capable of it? Uh, not really, not at all. Actually, I I see how much fun people have at college, and I like I like big games, I like crowds and stuff. So I definitely want to. I, I want to experience college just mm-hmm. for me. I hear you. No, it's it's a good atmosphere. Yeah, I could, yeah. it's a great atmosphere, and you don't have to. You don't don't be in a rush to grow up. Yeah, <laughs> right. So okay. So with that, all of that being said, now what are the what are some of the challenges you now you feel like you might be facing? Because you know you'll see a lot of guys. Sometimes there could be a challenge of since you already know where you're headed. Is it sometimes difficult to wake up every single day here at AI Prep and continue to go through the motions or continue to go through the process? Definitely not. My biggest thing right now is all the love that I'm getting on Twitter and people being so so happy about me going there, the Syracuse fans. I don't want to go there and disappoint. I want to go there and, you know, have a good freshman year and make people happy, you know, that I'm going there. Because we had, we had a chance of getting a five-star point guard and he didn't go there. So a lot of people are bummed out about that. But I want them to – I want to go in next year and make them know, like, oh, we don't need him. We got, yeah. you know, a shaver set. <laughs> nice. So – that's all, that's what I'm looking for. I, I wake up every morning and try to get better because um, I want to go in next year. Whatever, wherever they play me at, however they use me, I want my aspect, my aspect of the game to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Now, being you know, being the size that you are playing on the wing, because um, you know, there's one actually. I, I do want to ask you about one game specifically that we had for game of the week last week here, when we watched you guys face off against TRC Academy. Now, that was a fantastic game, and. I'll be blunt. You are bigger. You're a bigger wing than all of these guys in this league right now. Mm-hmm. When you want to, you can just attack the basket. You attack the basket, you get yourself to the line. Do you feel any sense of needing to continue? Because I actually saw you working out a couple of days ago as well with uh, with Juggy working on your three-point shot. Is that one of your concerns to get better for the college game? Definitely. Because um, if you watch Syracuse, they, they shoot a lot of threes. They, they get it up and... My coaches now are my coaches for next year. Yeah. They're telling me, you know, make sure you stay in your threes. Make sure you that aspect of your game is good because you know we're gonna need you to knock those down next year. Yeah. So it's 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 important to you. Yeah. Big. Okay. Good. Good. Now, because if I found it fascinating, now you're gonna have a chance because the the reason I brought up the TRC game is because they they have a little Nosemi over there who's a Cincinnati Bearcats commit. Yeah. And he's the only guy I've seen this year that's been able to block you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, I say that because it's not very often because you've had so many good performances in the OSBA so far. I mean, that what, what was that like getting an opportunity to go up against someone that was relatively more, you know, that actually, that by the, by the looks of things, had a bit of the footwork to actually kind of keep up with you? Because a lot of the guys that go up against you that have to guard you are usually power forwards. They're not as necessarily athletic or as accustomed to guarding wings like mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. So describe to me some of the challenges you think you might be facing with guys that size or even that specific encounter. What did that feel like? Um, well, I've known, I've known Ellie since uh, Adidas Nations this past summer. And going into that game, I knew that he was going to be the guy where if you go to the basket, you're going to have to put <laughs> your shoulder into him first. You can't just put the ball up there because it's going <laughs> out of bounds. Nice. But, um, you know, I was just preparing for that before the game and. You know, he got me 
one time, but I think it was only one time. <laughs> no, I mean you got him in foul trouble, so yeah. yeah, I think it was it was a it was a it was a it was a very fascinating matchup to watch because you know I said it on the broadcast because this is what the future is going to be. You're going to have Paul running, jumping athletes playing basketball that are going to be having those kind of meetings at the at the rim, yeah. and it's great basketball to watch. Yeah. So that was the reason why I was like that was one of my own selfish reasons I wanted to ask you that question. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, you're a Gemini. Yeah. I found something here. I was doing a little bit of Twitter stalking before the interview. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that you brought up a horoscope. Now, I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you. This is the first time we've ever had a real extended conversation before. And I can already see the energy off of you is very much towards positive things. What can I do right? I don't want to disappoint people sort of uh, from these sort of aspects. How important is mental energy to you? Very important. My my mom, she's she's that type of girl. She she's also a Gemini. Yeah. So being brought up by her, she she tells me and my brother and my little sister that, you know, there's no time to be mad. There's no time to be down on yourself. If something goes wrong, find the best out of it. And you know, that's what I've been doing for my my basketball career. I got injured, serious injury, and I just found the best out of it. You know, I took this year off to watch pros how they work and then that's me next year. That's mm -hmm. how I look at certain things. Like this year um, there hasn't really been much going on. I mean, going wrong. So yeah, I just I'm just blessed to have the opportunity that I have right now. And speaking of good encounters, I mean, you also after that when you made that that uh, that announcement, uh, it, that, I believe that was at a New York Knicks game. It was the Knicks were there, and you had a chance to meet Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Um, any advice he gave you? Any kind of conversation you guys were able to have? Uh, you know, NBA players they're always on the go. So yeah, he just said congratulations, welcome to the family. You're gonna love it. Stuff like that hearing from a guy who's so far in the NBA and he remembers how great it was to be at Syracuse makes me more excited to go there next year. Mm -hmm. Have you had a chance to speak to any of your guys now that are in the league and gotten any advice from them, especially this year now that you're getting the kind of attention that you are? Yeah, I talk to them all the time, actually. Rashad and Kelly mostly, and Tyler Ennis, obviously, you know, yeah, yeah, being yeah. from here. And uh, they just tell me, you know, keep working, because they remember me as a small, skinny kid that came in and how bad I was at basketball and they see what I'm doing now so they're just really happy for me and they, they're able to tell me what to do. Glad to hear. So all right um, what would be a successful year for you this year now that you're in your postgrad year you're finishing it out you know you have what you have ahead of you what's a successful year for O'Shea Brissett? Uh, going into next year better than I was coming into this year you know it's just every day putting in the work to get to where I want to be so I'm college ready and obviously win with my team you know it's not just about me on this team we're trying to win everything going out through the year. So can we get it on record right now? O'Shea Brissett guaranteeing back-to-back? -back? For Athens Institute, yes. For OSBA? Yes, guaranteeing. Guaranteeing back-to-back -back championships. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, O'Shea, I appreciate it very much. Thank, Thank you very you. much for the time. And uh, once again, O'Shea Brissett, TOT cast. Watch out for him. He's going to Syracuse next year. He's going to be a big deal. You heard it here first. Well, you kind of heard it already, but... Yeah. You're going to hear it first on the podcast networks. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank All right. you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate man. it. Appreciate it.